Good day, listeners. We present to you our podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches. We discuss a variety of topics that are important to the church. Examples include sexual abuse, all types of addictions, religious abuse, and recovery. This platform provides counseling sessions, meaningful question and answer, and a counseling continuum. Our co-hosts include Ms. Lolita, Personnel Director, Mrs. Tennille, our Technical Director. We have an impressive array of program contributors. And I'm your host. My name is Prince, founder of Antioch Youth Center, 5013C program, licensed counselor, now retired. So join in this exciting podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches, and be a part of the healing process. When this week is a little bit sensitive, we're going to be discussing uh, suicide and uh, the steps to healing in that idea of grief and death. Uh, we have a guest coming on. He has some difficulty with his timing, so we're going to continue. If he comes on, good. If not, we will schedule for next week. We're going to go on and start, see if he chimes in. But the statistics, 2016, suicide was attempted every 12 minutes in the U.S. Every wow. 12 minutes. Wow. Uh, shocking. And, of course, uh, in Japan, according to the Japan Ministry of Health, they had 21,000 suicides a year in Japan. Mm. Not a communist country, you know, uh, but 21,000 suicides wow. a year in Japan and here in the States every 12 minutes. My goodness. Exactly. Mm. Uh, in fact, friends, you know, even in the church, uh, people that I've known, there's been some issues with suicide. But I had four friends that attempted suicide, and I had three other friends that did commit suicide. So I've got some outside the church that did that. Wow. And, uh, wow. Like said, and three uh, did it, you know, and it was just shocking. In fact, my the one teacher, uh, uh, he oh, he was in the garage in front of his family and drank half a gallon of antifreeze in front of the family. Wow! And so, you know, oh it's just a thing. And so, uh, I did do some volunteer work for suicide prevention in Detroit some years ago. I got a chance to really uh, see what's going on within that uh, most of the situation. You know, friends, again, uh, even in the church, I know of a, I know of at least four attempts that have happened, and I think it's been two that have committed it. So it's a very serious uh, situation. And uh, you may have heard Jonathan Burton, uh, his son, uh, died about a month ago. Of course, you know, Jonathan Burton, his father was a pastor some years ago, Church of God, and his sisters had a wonderful, wonderful singing group. Yes, yes. In fact, I still play their tapes on our outside meetings yes. that we have. <laughs> you, you enjoy their singing? Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Absolutely. Beautiful. Perfect harmony. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yes. And his sister Jill was a pastor's wife for years and years and years and years. So they're known well around Church of God. Yes. Of course, he's in California. He's going to be talking to us about what he's been. This just happened to his son about oh, what, about a month ago. Yeah. I was a little bit nervous about having him come on such an early time, but he doesn't mind sharing. So we're going to try to get him on tonight. He has some problems with scheduling. If not next week, we're going to get him on. You'll be able to give him questions. So again, it's a very serious uh, situation. Oh, and yes. uh, when I was in the suicide prevention program, I remember the, a mother, she couldn't see well and uh, her son was having problems. So she was looking around the house, time to go to school, time to go to school. And she went downstairs and saw something in, in the rafters and downstairs in the basement, but she wasn't sure. Got her glasses and there her 12 year old son was hanging oh. from the rafters. Oh my goodness. 12 years old, you know, so. And that case really shocked me because of her response. And of course, uh, so young, so young, so young, so young. Mm. So friends, mm. we're gonna, Hopefully he will come on uh, to discuss these things with us and how he's getting through this. Uh, I know other others have had a, a child that's passed before them. In fact, one of our staff persons, uh, her children were saved, but they both passed before she did. And I'm sure that has an effect. So tonight, if you want to chime in, you can. You can text that one 866 Five three eight three six six four one eight six six five three eight three six six four. If you have questions about grievance, of course I'm going through this also too. My wife passed just two years ago, thirty-four years of marriage, so grief is a real issue. Oh yes. My problem yes. was I underestimated what grief was all about, and it is a real shocker if you're not prepared for it. Again, you can go to YouTube and type in Church of God in Macon, Georgia, the live banner. You can type in and, and connect with that. You can call us at the Wounded Hearts phone number at 478-283-9093. Again, that Wounded Hearts number is 478-283-9093. You can also email us at R-E-E-E-E-C-H-O-N-E-A-O-L.com. Again, that email number for Wounded Hearts is R-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
is a permanent answer, something that could have been worked out. It's but true. they're under so much pressure, they just want out of it and they want out now. It's true. And it's almost like uh, some of the clients that I've had under pressure, they will get their head up against the wall mm. to finally get out of that moment of pressure. So she met, the question was, uh, what are the signs? What are the signs? What are the signs? Well, there are some signs. And friends, this will be helpful. I mean, we don't want to get paranoid, but there are signs. Yes. All lifestyles have a sign. Uh, saints, what are their signs? They live sin-free. They dress modest. They're holy. So these are signs of our lifestyle. The drug addict, you find paraphernalia, etc. signs of lifestyle. Firemen, they carry a, a axe and a and, and and you know fire truck, whatever. It's true. Signs, of Those are signs. That's right. Signs. And so signs of those who are considering suicide. And parents, this is for you too. Again, we're not being paranoid, but we want to watch our young people. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there has been about four people who have considered suicide in the church. You know, uh, they came for counseling and we were able to work these things out. And I think we have our guest right here. Is he here? He's here. <laughs> Hello. Just give him a hand. Oh, yes. <laughs> Joining us. Yeah. Yeah, I do apologize. I, uh, I got my times mixed up with the the time difference in California. Yeah. So I do it's apologize right. about it's that. It's okay. Now, glad you it made is, it. I'm glad you made it. So it Thank is 7.15 here. What time is it out there? It's 4.15. Okay. Well, let me go in reverse. Like they say, stop, play, reverse. <laughs> okay. This is John Burton. He's a minister uh, in the state of California. He's a PK's son. Again, his family is known. Those singers from Ohio. I yeah. still play their music on our yeah. outside meetings about <laughs> four times a month. Yeah. Uh, Jill was a pastor's wife for years. Sweet, 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 sweet sister. Just to, I see her in my mind's eye right now. Uh, and of course, he owns his own business there in California. Uh, he's a father, husband, and is one of 11 siblings. Is 11 of you? No, 11? 14. Whoa. 14. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get, get it right. Got to get it right. 14. <laughs> let's, let's give him another hand. On, on, let's give him another hand. On. <laughs> 14. Brother and wow. sister Burton weren't playing. Oh, wow, we <laughs> praise the Lord. Uh, and so, our what number are you in 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 the pecking I'm, process? I'm second. I'm at, I'm second oldest son, number six. Okay, second oldest, number six. <laughs> number six. <laughs> well, brother, good to have you here tonight. Yes, it is. Thank you. And and I want to begin this. We're gonna have to have two sessions now, but. You mentioned to me that you felt called to be Minister of Reconciliation. Tell us about that calling. Well, I think that um, because of just what I've seen as a, as a young man in the church and, and my heart has always been about family and togetherness. Uh, for whatever reason, God has put something in me that I don't like to see the separation of family. 
I don't like to see uh, people arguing and, and division and people. I just, it just, it's just a part of my DNA. I don't like seeing it. So I believe God has cultivated that through the years. And so I have a love and a compassion to see people reconcile. And I know this is something in the scripture that Jesus talks about. I'm going to reconcile my people to myself. And I, and I feel that I understand what that's like. So I believe the ministry of reconciliation is what the Lord put on my heart. And that's my ministry is to reconcile God's people and, and people in general. Any questions from our director? Actually, we do have a quite a few questions here, um, but I'll start with Carrie Ann. She asks, what can you do if someone confides in you that they've had suicidal thoughts, but they didn't want to get the help offered? They just want to keep talking about the sad and bad things in their life. Oh, God. Carrie Ann, thank you tonight. We're glad you're back with us. Got some good yes, questions. Yes, so that's our question. What to do uh, if someone has those now, for me, being a retired professional, I'm required to let someone know. Because if they do commit suicide in counseling, I don't tell anyone that I can go to jail for that. But we do say this. Every person that says that always take it what? Serious. Because they might be serious about it. True. So I would definitely confront them and tell a third person, because if, if they're serious, it's a permanent issue. Something could be worked out. So it's very serious. Brother well, John, I, I'm I'm again, I want to go back to this. Reconciliation is so important. Uh, Dr. Webster says to make friendly again those who would quarrel, settle or adjust. So you feel God has called you for that purpose, huh? I do. Well, that's uh, the I absolutely do, because at one point in time, someone has to speak up. You know, we all get in this. This kind of mode that it's really none of my business. I don't need to say anything. And and people check out, people go out of this world. And then when you talk to the person that they may have had an issue with, you go, Number one, death is so permanent. And sure. when you find out what the argument was and, and they're they're weeping over their casket, you go, was that argument that serious? Was it? Can you tell me what really happened? Oh, you know what? To be honest with you, I don't even remember what we were fighting about. But you didn't have the wherewithal to go and make sure that you are reconciled with your brother. And now you have to live here on earth with the guilt of knowing that your pride got in the way and you wasn't able to just say, let's just put, let's just put things down and let's at least be cordial with each other. There's family members right now that haven't spoken to each other in years, years. And when you find out, it was like, wait a minute, they were holding that against me since I was 16 years old, mm. you know? <laughs> and you realize how frivolous things are, but they people know how to hold on to a grudge. And we're saying, let's find a way to break that curse on us and put down the pride and say, well, she hasn't talked to me or he hasn't talked to me in years. I'm not going to call them. Some be 
person. And so my job is to, when I, when I see this, is to find a way to encourage families to break through, break that ice and at least speak again. That's my ministry. My ministry is say, break through, get it done. Find a way to go have lunch together. Find a way to have dinner together. Call them, send them a postcard. They're going to reject you the first two or three times. But when love of your brother and sister really sets in, they go, man, that's my brother. I need to at least respond. And once you do that, I believe the walls start crumbling down. They start falling down. And I, I say this more importantly, don't wait until there's a death in the family. Don't wait yeah. until there's a death because you can't patch anything up after they're gone. And I True. Uh, Minister Burton, the second Corinthians 518 talks about ministers of reconciliation. So, so that, that is a specific ministry, isn't it? That God has called people to that is to try to bridge those gaps. Those Am gaps. I correct on that? A hundred percent. It says in Galatians, it says, and you who are spiritual, if you find your brother in a, a, in a sin or in a transgression, you who are spiritual should restore them with the spiritual, with the spirit of gentleness. Those of us who, 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 who pride ourselves in having the power of the Holy Spirit, it's like, well, why aren't you using that tool to reconcile your brother? If you have it, obviously he doesn't have it because he's not coming to you. But if you have the, the Spirit, the, 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 the Holy Spirit, use that tool to say, Holy Spirit, how would you like for me to approach this person? Prepare the way for me, Lord. Soften their heart. Just like the, the some of the people in the Bible days had to pray before they went and seen the king. Soften their yeah. heart, Lord. Yeah. If we yeah. believe that that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, then what he did back then, he'll do for us today. You know, Mr. Burden, in our last few moments, I can have a second session. I can understand people maybe not agreeing on things. But I think what hurts me is the bitterness that, that we experience. Oh, yes. The things that are said. That is, and the staff here, they, they support what you're saying. That's what hurts, I think. Because mm -hmm. uh, when, when, when you have division, that's like having a divorce. Oh, yes. People are oh, hurt. Absolutely. Uh, devastated. And there's some wounds there that, that go real, real deep. deep. Very deep. And so what do you think about that? I mean, are those wounds real? Absolutely. I have a, 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 a thing that I'm a devotional I do called scars versus scabs. Oh, okay. Scars, okay. scars versus scabs. And a scab can be pricked and it will continue to bleed. It will continue to manifest the hurt right now. You can have a scar, but there's no pain in it. And there, it just reminds you of what happened in the past. Yeah, right, 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 right. So we have a responsibility. If we inflicted the wound, that we have a responsibility to put the healing bomb on the wound. What does that look like? That looks like going to the person and, 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 and offering your sincere apology for your, your place and what part you played in the situation. Be willing to be vulnerable. They might yell at you. They might even say they ain't safe. They might even cuss you out. But if you if 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 we do half of what Jesus did for us, 
Mm-hmm. We should be able to bear that cross. We should be able to bear a little bit of the, the uh, of what Christ suffered. The Bible talks about the Christ sufferings. Our sufferings for Christ are are, are shows that we are the the children and the sons of God. So we have to take on that. And sometimes we're reluctant because we don't want someone to treat us bad. But then we just have to remember, I'm going to do this for Christ. I'm going to do this for God. Mm-hmm. And then it takes you out of it. And he says he'll give you the grace to get through it. And But at the same time, I believe you'll save another soul because they're going to be like, wow. They, they came at me just so humble and so full of compassion, even though I was, I was uh, very uh, strong and I was at them. I, I need to pay attention to that. And I think that's going to change lives. Any questions from our director? Um, we do have a few, but we'll continue. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, friends, our time is gone again. We're going to have Brother John next week if he's willing yes. to come back to he talk about those other issues. Yes, yes. sir. Yes, about, we'll save uh, what he's been through. But friends, this is what we're about. We are about taking the first steps to reconciliation. I'm glad Brother John's felt the burden for this to be a minister in that area because that's what's needed. I mean, so much has happened, to be honest. And this is not, this has been going on since I was a child. Uh, it happened my first time. When I was about nine years old, eight years old. And, and, and this damage is still going on from then, 50 years ago. And so we want to take steps to not yes. let it happen again, yes, to learn yes. better, to do better, to, right. to strive uh, for unity. The Bible says strive for that, uh, to, to maintain unity within the brethren. So that's our desire here. And tonight, if you've been hurt, if you've left the church, if you've maybe left God, why not come back tonight? Uh, we're here Amen. for you. Amen. We love you and we want to be a conduit to help you to get back to God where you know you want to be. So there's an altar call time for can you. I, can I make Can I make one? If, can I wait, make one point with that please, too, brother, brother Prince? Please. Is yeah, sure. also, don't, don't blame God and hold God in account for something that someone else did in the church. That's not God. God did not do that. Because a lot of people want to say, well, I'm never going to come to church because this thing happened or this happened. But I just want to let you know that that's human. Those are human faulties. And sometimes people won't come to God because of what human did. And I just want to say that God promises he'll never leave us or forsake us. Amen. And that not God. When people hurt you, that's a human hurting you. That's not God. And so we want to apologize as ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If anyone in the church has hurt you, we want to stand in the gap for them, intercede and say, we're sorry. We apologize that you've been hurt. And we want to give you an opportunity to come back in the fold. Things are different now. Things have changed. God has showed us as ministers and teachers that there are there's 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 things that we have to take responsibility for. And some of us have. And so on the behalf of, of so many ministers, preachers that may have done wrong, they may have been the one to hurt you. People in the church may have hurt you. Don't hold that on God's account. Put that on the put that on us, and we're we're offering um, serious, serious, serious apologies for anyone who's been hurt by the church, and we want to say we're sorry, and we're going to do better. So give God another chance. With that in mind, we'll say good night. Glad you came tonight, Brother John, yes. our director. 
Yes. Thank you for your questions. You called in tonight. They're yes. very important to us. Oh, yes. so please continue yes. to do that. We miss your questions. Her name is Carrie Ann. We miss her questions very much. Yes. So feel free to call in. Give the Lord bless you. Hey, John, our director, God bless you. Have a good day. Amen. Thank you.